0: episode number
1: 440.
0: Recruiting is a really big part of it. I feel like uh, brands, especially B2B brands, have really come to understand it is as much about reaching out to prospective employees as it is to prospective customers. Right, um, if There's a war for talent out there. Yeah. You really want to make sure the right people find you and understand you.
1: Welcome to the Be Real Show with Travis tall and Hop where we talk about life, dreams, social media, and business. Well, hello, and welcome to the B-World Show with Travis, to Tall and Huff. I hope you guys are having a great day today. I hope you guys are ready to get some fuego in your days, nights, weekends, or whenever you are listening to the show today. But after this show, I think you're going to want a co-pilot for your brand. Think about your brand, and think about, especially if you're in the B2B space, How often are you actually shaping your strategy, getting your communications out there and launching your vision? Many times we're not doing that, but my man has been doing that from some of the biggest brands in the world. Mr. Sahar Marone. Sahar, are you ready
0: to be real? Yeah, man. Thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely, my guy. It is my pleasure. Um, And you come to us with over 20 years of work experience in branding, advertising and marketing. Working with hundreds of brands, guys, folks like TransUnion, Boeing, McDonald's, Intuit, Johnson & Johnson, Cars.com, and the list goes on. Uh, and now he currently serves as the partner creators uh, service strategist at Blue Green Branding, where they're helping the market leaders, specifically in tech and finance, guys, um, you know, stand out from the noise. We, we know this is an industry that really doesn't do a great job of marketing. Uh, let's be real. Uh, and some of the ones that do a good job at marketing, hint, hint, FTX. Um, are or, you know, we realized we're, we, you know, it wasn't the real thing. So the, the, the real big dogs of the industry need to do a better job of this to protect our money, to, um, uh, teach us about our money. Cause I think that's one of the missing gaps in school. Personally, I talk to my dad about that all the time is that teaching kids really how to manage money in foundation. If you can do that, you're going to be able to do any kind of job, anything else. It doesn't matter, but if you don't know how to do that. You can get a million dollars and blow it tomorrow, you know. So, and you see that all the time in these horror stories, my guy. But before we get into the nitty gritty of business, uh, take me into your history. Were you always into marketing? I see tons of branding and tons of ads in the background. Were you always into ads, even as a kid?
0: Uh, you know what? I was always a creative type. I like to draw and do cartooning and stuff. And by the time I got to college, I thought I wanted to be an art major. Uh, but mm. I also didn't want to be a starving artist, so I was kind of looking for. Where's a way we can kind of bring like, you know, creativity together with business and other things. And advertising is what I landed on, um, really been in that world ever since. That was, you know, I think of this all as one big world, advertising, marketing, branding, design, all that stuff. Right. Uh, I think of brand communications. So mm. yeah, got my education there at U of I, uh, at University of Illinois, and oh, then- nice. um, Spent most of my career in Chicago in the industry, various agencies as a strategist and a creative. And then uh, I came back down to Champaign. I also teach at the University of Illinois Advertising yeah, Brand Strategy. Yeah, teach
1: too, So that's cool, too, to be able to also share your knowledge with the students uh, as things have changed. There's a lot of things you can do now obviously we have chat gbt that could write an ad for you you have other tools that we just didn't have even 10 20 years ago uh as assistance you know as assistance in our lives not going to take away the creative aspect of the of the mind but definitely helpful I mean there's some great technologies out there just to just to kind of speed up some of the um the cost and help save some of the cost, too to the clients too. I think it's the benefit to the customer as well um, absolutely yeah uh, it's like a
0: AI and stuff's like a power tool for creatives as long as you know how to use it. It's not just right. a for thinking. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, um, it's like it's like a Google search. You have to just practice it and you have to just um kind of see what the 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 results get you, and then you refine the uh, the search and you kind of learn how to teach it. And then also at the end of the day. Never replace your mindset. Never replace your input into the machine, um, uh, because what you put into it, it's going to spit out. But it definitely helps with the brainstorming. Definitely helps with the creative process and idea creation, and just spitting a bunch of cool ideas out that you maybe never even thought about. Or you spend a goddamn amount of time with getting a bunch of people in a room and with called managers and meetings, and you're just killing productivity when you could use tools like that just to spur creativity and then set, send it out on email and say hey what do you guys think what do you guys think about these ideas let let them answer on their own time not force them all to come in on the uh, at one certain time and kill all their schedules um and and obviously with 2020 after covid and everything everything's changed as far as how business is done agencies a lot of them are moving to some sort of roar kind of uh, they call it uh, kind of results oriented agencies where yeah. You know work from home, work from wherever you want. But if as long as you're getting your results done, that's what we're going to keep you accountable to, and less about the time that you actually sit in the office. You know, uh, I was here from eight to five, I mean, I was talking to Fred from uh, five to you know three to five, but I wasn't using that. I was you know, a lot of times people are there to five, but they're kind of just BSing. So we've realized that there are more efficient models. Especially in the agency business, you know, um, I have yeah, a lot agency of agency
0: friends that uh, they also grapple with, like, how do we still keep culture in a sense of our own identity when people are everywhere? So it's always a back it and is. forth. Um, I also talk to people, you know, people with lots of experience. Most of them are pretty happy to work from home when they can and save a commute and be closer to the kids or whatever. Um, okay. But entry level kids I know that are coming right out of college who I see in my classes, they really crave a lot of that culture and, yeah. you know, they want to be a part of it. So everyone's trying to figure that out.
1: Yeah, they need that too, probably just to even get them the experience, you know, Um, part of the experience of growing as a career professional is just being in the building with other career professionals that have experience and they're teaching that and that's vibing off. You don't get that quite as much as in a Zoom, uh, but the the life balance is incredible with yes. you know just the time availability to pop in work on a saturday at night uh, you know have friday off in the afternoon whatever that is as long as you're getting your results done which is very interesting because I've always thought that way from the beginning even when I started my agency in 2009 doing social media because there's kind of a burnout in social you know that happens and and agencies in general creative ideas and inspiration but talk to me about today because Today, what you guys are doing, my guy, is you guys are helping businesses that are specifically in in B2B, but also in finance and tech, which is a really a space that needs a lot of help, get their names out there, position yeah. themselves correctly, um, have the right statement, and obviously do it with an agency. So with the agency, the best thing is it actually gets done. I always say that because a lot of business owners, they say, hey, I want to do this. I want to do that. And they, a lot of them, they actually know what to do, but they just have too many other things going and they just don't get it done. So that's right. Yeah. strategist our
0: jobs not to make stuff up, but to kind of extract it from the experts and shape it into something that makes sense for their audience. Totally.
1: Right. Push that button and it gets, it's, it's out there, you know, you're yeah. out there now and, uh, Talk to me about that. What kind of brands are coming to you right now? Do you feel like that, you know, I'm mean, obviously tech and, and finance. What are their concerns? What are their needs? What are their, their their things that they're coming to you and saying, hey man, we just really need help with this.
0: Yeah, a couple of things. Um, so, you know, branding and also let's say rebranding is part of that. Sometimes, mm-hmm. lots of times it's an existing company that's kind of outgrown its brand that it had at an earlier stage, and now kind of needs to switch things up. Um, what they have in common is they're usually pretty complicated. Uh, their industry is complicated. Their business and offerings complicated. Uh, they might have a bunch of target audiences, and so they're all over the place. You know, we've seen so many companies out there that might have something brilliant, but it looks so generic. They're saying the same thing as everyone else, or they get so technical so fast you don't even really know who it's for. Um, and as a result they're kind of not living up to their potential. So often we get brought in, if people are looking for differentiation, like we're kind of in a really competitive market and we know we're different and special, but we're not really getting it out there um, for our audience to see. Um, Other times it's like cleaning up a bit of a mess. Um, They're like, Mm -hmm. you know, we have been doing acquisitions for a while. And as a result, Our brand is kind of a collection of all kinds of different things. We need to get our product portfolio in order. We got to figure out how naming works at our company. Um, Our logo usage is inconsistent. We enter these different countries and they're doing whatever they want. So a lot of times we come in for a bit of a cleanup job and also just setting things up for like long-term growth. Like, okay, um, that may involve a rebrand. Uh, sometimes that does mean like, okay, we're different than we used to be. Let's get a new name, a new logo, um, new positioning out there. Other times it doesn't go that far. It's just like, Hey, let's get ourselves tightened up, reflect the company we are today um, and not the one we were 10 years ago.
1: Right. Uh, as far as social media goes, what are the, what are some of the things you're hearing or, or, or does that ever at come across your element? Cause I know it, it kind of all flows together. Like you said, it's all just one big happy community these days. Cause whatever you're doing on print might flow through to everything. Um, yeah. If you're, if you're doing it right specifically, uh, are, are you hearing what, what concerns are or, or questions are having about social these days?
0: Yeah, for sure. So, social is definitely an important element. It's sort of like if that core branding stuff happens, and then from extension of that, they're like, let's promote ourselves, let's communicate right. ourselves, put ourselves out there. That comes a lot of different ways. Um, sometimes that happens to customers, existing customers, sometimes prospective customers, sometimes mm. you're talking to your own employees, um, right. recruits, uh, investors, whatever, right? You want to make sure the same brand message is out there, but it's kind of like, um, dialed up and down in different ways to different audiences. Um, when you get to something like social, that's a very public facing thing. And you want to make sure that you are putting the same face out there, that you're putting in your advertising and marketing, um, and that you're putting in your internal communications. Otherwise. You know, people reject that. They feel like you're being phony. They feel right. like you're being kind of schizophrenic. They're like, wait a second, you look like you're all touchy feeling in social media. Um, but then I go to your advertising and you're all about this. And then, you know, your employees say you're all about that. So mm-hmm. it's our job to kind of make that fit together. Um, and for social, there's a lot of different ways that's used. You know, sometimes it's specific like product offerings and they have uh, paid social. Other right. times it's like, here's what our company is doing in terms of just good corporate citizenship. Um, So we just want to put things out there. Other times, it's a matter of recruiting is a really big part of it. I feel like uh, brands, especially B2B brands, have really come to understand it is as much about reaching out to prospective employees as it is to prospective customers. Right. Um, There's a war for talent out there. And um, you really want to make sure the right people find you and understand you. So anyway, it's making sure all that stuff fits together. Sometimes our work extends all the way to like writing stuff. I mean, my background, I got to start as a copywriter. um, Right. Sometimes you know you're like, you know what, we've got these PowerPoint slides that show different messaging pillars and whatever. But here's some sample copy for you to work with. Um, and here's how it looks.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. I yeah. mean, because it, it does flow through. I mean, going pre 2020, the big thing was new customers and more this and more that. And then at post-2020, it's been, how can I get more people to work at the business? Yeah. You know, and that's I've... become a bigger concern for business because you have people moving around, less loyalty, and um, A lot of people moved, maybe even to entrepreneurship too. I think there's a lot of people that got pushed into entrepreneurship and little mini entrepreneurship. And they realize, hey, I I don't have to work 40 hours. I can work 15 hours on my own little mini gig or whatever it was. But you have a lot of other, the the workforce got kind of dispersed. And then you have all these jobs that are still really not bad paying jobs. They're $15, $20 an hour jobs. They're well-paying, but no one wants to come do them. And a restaurant can't build a new restaurant without a foundational hostess and line cooks and people that are going to wash the dishes. And otherwise the restaurant you spend hours waiting in line because they can't, they, they don't have enough service. And, uh, and that's unfortunately a lot of times what you'll see sometimes in, sit uh, different situations, they'll put signs out, sorry for the wait We're understaffed, blah, blah. blah. And, 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 uh, I don't know when that's going to change. Maybe it's people getting more motivated. Maybe it's they don't have the brand right brand message. Uh, A variety of factors, but that's been now a more and more thing that you can use on social, especially you can use the Facebook um, employment ad posts, which are really, really nice. They can uh, you can get uh, basically job inquiries right there and they get sent applications get sent right to your email. You put whatever email address you want in there. And essentially the job ad is out there. It's also on your page, but it's also in the job marketplace. And then um, the inquiries come into your in email, so it's very convenient for the you know the recruiter or whoever is uh, doing the talent. So, whoever thought in 2009 when we started social media that we'd be you know doing recruiting ads, uh, you know, essentially helping people be a headhunter for the business, and then also obviously this be real, a lot of customer service stuff happens in, in social. You're not responding to someone getting pissed off about you taking extra money out of their bank account. That's not going to go well. You know what I mean? Yeah. So being there to answer those customer questions and concerns for banks, especially and things like that are so important. Or you obviously someone goes, Hey, I I just saw on the news, uh, you know, 5,000, my bank accounts got hacked. What's up. You know what I mean? They just want to know what's what the thing is. And if you're not saying anything, it's kind of like you're giving into the answer of their, of what they believe instead of just putting out the facts of what it is or what, or, or whatever the best situation is. So I always think it's always really important for these banking customers to embrace it. I think a lot of them, are still scared to embrace the conversation on social cuz they don't want the litigation maybe or they don't want the backlash um but i think there is important to a conversation because if someone's got 10,000 1,500 bucks 500 million dollars with your bank or with your business or whatever there should be a conversation there otherwise they can leave they can go somewhere else and yeah. <laughs> no one wants uh, that you know no business needs that no especially in the banking business right
0: Yeah, I I like your uh, restaurant example, by the way. I was just finished watching The Bear. I don't know if you ever saw that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, really love it. I mean, just as a show, but also I always look at these things through a brand lens and they really nail the idea of um, the, the experience you get in a place and the employees that you hire and the food that you serve and the sign on the front of the door and the way you promote yourself, they all got to fit together. You can't do a few of these things one way, you know, front of kitchen can't say one thing and back of kitchen has a whole different thing going on. Um, and that's like in a little micro level, you know, even companies like McDonald's get it from what I understand, you know, their top leadership still have to spend a little time at, working at a counter like once a month just so that they can remember what it's like to be in there. That and they recognize sense. that that person, that face at the counter is the brand. When you're in that moment, in that consumer moment, um, that represents the brand. All those billions of dollars of advertising and marketing don't mean anything if you have a bad experience there. So banks, um, you know, credit unions, uh, crypto companies, they all have these things in common. They need to, they can think really deeply about all these complex things and how it works. But at the end of the day, it's like, what is the reputation and that instant um, emotional connection we make with our customers?
1: Right. And people at the end of the day, keeping their money or assets with you as a bank, instead of choosing another provider, another uh, competitor, etc. Um, And yeah, especially in the, in the, uh, you know, the McDonald's situation. Now people are using the app to order things. They are using all sorts of things to order things now. So it's incredible how the experience has changed, but the, but you're very right. The very point, of that touch person, whoever gives the food, the smile, the whatever it is, the simple gesture, that's very, very important for that business to continue to survive. Because obviously, right. every business has a competitor. We don't think of McDonald's as having co- competition, but they do. There's comp- competitors out there. There's small restaurant brands. There's there's people. Starbucks is a competitor to McDonald's. Bottom line, let's just be real. Starbucks sells breakfast foods. They sell lunch foods. They sell. Bre- they didn't do that ten years ago. Yeah. Uh, Starbucks did not do that 10 years ago. So Starbucks could be a competitor to many things and McDonald's could be a competitor to grocery stores because they could obviously uh, sell groceries there and they could sell. So the interesting thing is what happens in that business, just like Target today sells groceries and you never would have think you go to Target 10 years ago and you're picking up your groceries there. You know, now it's very common for you to go to Target or Walmart or wherever, pick up groceries too. you know? Yeah. Those indirect
0: competitors, they're not as obvious, but like those are the ones that sneak up on you and completely change your industry. You know, some taxi company 15 years ago was worried about other taxi companies and then Uber comes and just cleans them all out. So you got to keep an eye on those things. And that's, you know, going back to the whole B2B world. Those companies are getting more sophisticated and understanding our stuff might be complicated, but we're still talking to a human being and we need an emotional connection. Our brand needs to stand for something. People have to trust us. Um, They still make gut emotional reactions. You know, a lot of times we work with tech companies that are still growing and receiving rounds of investment and funding. Right. Um, (laughs) Detailed books, but they make a snap judgment of a company pretty quick because they know that they have to skin straight. So,
1: mm. I think we're having a little bit of stability issues with the internet. So, we're yeah, gonna... sorry, I uh, it's, I, it's, not, I, any, it's not anyone's I, issue you now. You're we're gonna, what we're gonna do, sir, is we're just gonna edit it and we're just gonna stop the video just so
0: got it. That was the first time I think it happened. I just noticed it.
1: Yeah, yeah. it was. It was. Sometimes I don't know. I saw her, I felt a weird glitch today on Zoom. Uh, yeah, so my guy, so so my guy. In the in the business right now today, I also see that in finance companies and in, in these kind of businesses, a lot of people aren't even walking into the bank, right? Like we're doing our mobile banking, we're doing our conversations and, and checks and things like that. So as they build that out too, has that been something that a lot of the businesses and especially in the banking have pushed towards? Because I've noticed that lately, especially. Oh, yeah, that. it's
0: been going on for a while. I mean, um, you know, I use an app for just about everything. The only reason I'd walk into a bank is if I was doing something bigger, like, hey, let's talk about opening up, you know, a savings account for a kid. Right. Um, you know, we're going to go for this. Otherwise, you know, we don't really have bank tellers in the numbers in the way that we used to. Uh, the apps, um And things have really taken over. Um, It's been going on for a long time, although I think we've now passed the tipping point where that's the norm. And internationally, that's becoming the norm. Um, mm. In fact, some companies, we work with some companies that are global and they're entering markets that kind of skipped over that phase entirely. Um, right. Company, I've heard you know, that. Countries, countries where they didn't ever even had Internet access at home, they just, you know, hopped right over computers, went straight to cell phones. Right. So, um, All those things are changing all the time. And the important thing is just remembering, you know, that's still an industry that's entirely built on trust. The only way it works is if they still feel you're a legit company that has their back. If they have that, then you can go to that next level of, look, we get you better rates. We have a better user experience, um, whatever it is. But that first layer of trust, which, you know, I often communicate one-to-one with the brands that's got to be really solid first. Yeah. Number one,
1: man, especially with your money and your finances and, uh, and we know that's so precious, to people. And, and uh, people have, you know, that's a, an issue that people need to work on. I, I always, wish, I wish that for the world is to learn about. Don't spend more than you make, folks. Try not to. Uh, it's a really simple one, but it's hard to do sometimes. Uh, now, yeah, I'm, I'm the right.
0: worst at that. I can't judge.
1: Right? No, I know. I've, I've been through ups and downs, dude, with my finance. But I always just remember that, and I and, and if you keep that at your heart, you always win. You know what I mean? And yeah. then invest as much as you can, especially outside your business. Because at the end of the day, you can only do so much in your industry, but you can get into all these other industries and then you don't have to necessarily be working for your, you know, your dollars. Um, I was telling some people about that a few days ago that, you know, put 500 bucks into Tesla. Now it's 50 G's. It took 10 years. It's not necessarily I'm going to pull it out. It's in a retirement account. But that 50 G's is real money today. Yeah. 500 bucks was 10 years ago. I didn't do any work, though, for the last 10 years. Like I didn't actually sleep at the Tesla factory like Elon. He actually was the one sleeping there for a year or two. The point is, as an investor, you just put the money in and you just let it sit. That's the beautiful thing about finance and the beautiful thing about investing, too, in in companies. Um, Yeah, as
0: long as you put it in the right kind of thing, I guess. Right. uh, You you never know. Also, within industries where companies go bankrupt or crypto, which is a very exciting field, it it has its ups and downs as well. Oh, my God,
1: dude, yes. I've I've been in crypto since 2007, and I've seen everything. But overall, if you'd still put in $250 in Bitcoin and then just hold it, you'd have been great. You'd yeah. Close. You know what I mean? So that's the I hear big... those
0: horror stories of people that like you know bought a pizza back when with right. Bitcoin and now with oh my god. Ass.
1: Oh my god, I know. And some yeah. of the other assets too. And then, like you said, just everything in diversification. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. It's a simple slogan, but just think about that, guys. Just put your money in something and then let it work for you. It's a beautiful thing. There's so many ways now. There's even really safe ways, uh Sahar right now with like all the, the high interest, right? Like there's like four and five percent interest uh and in, within banks and many things that you can um you earn money on your money, right? Yeah. Super cool, baby. Uh not only that we're about to take you into our top 10. Are you ready, my guy?
0: Let's do it. Apple or Android? Apple, Apple, Netflix, or YouTube? Um I don't know. I think I'd have to say YouTube because Netflix, you know, there's also Hulu and Disney Plus and all that other I stuff. Know. YouTube is just its own thing and I rely on it so much for both entertainment and information.
1: Right, the information, the algorithm is incredible on YouTube too. It just knows what you want to, what you want to see next. Uh, yeah, Instagram.
0: I if I'm like replacing my dishwasher, I'm not going on Netflix. Either.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. Like it teaches you at to be like a professional. It's um, it's amazing on some on some techniques. It's um, it's incredible the amount of cost savings, but also the information that you can learn right from other professionals right on YouTube within a whether you're putting together a, a you know a, a fan or you you bought something you need to put it together. There's an instructional video for that. You, you troubleshoot this. There's something for that you know it's incredible um totally. or want to learn uh you know about branding my guy's got videos on youtube go check them out we'll put the youtube links in there i watched it was watching one of your talks earlier uh instagram or facebook if you're thinking about social
0: oh god do i have to choose between those two no
1: you don't linkedin too or <laughs> you could choose another platform
0: i you know i i enjoy linkedin partly for myself and partly for my students and clients but um yeah i think i'd have to say that i don't know if reddit counts as social media yeah but reddit I reddit. is.
1: yeah It is as a
0: consumer, I love Reddit.
1: Reddit's an incredible way of learning information about what people are talking about, right?
0: Yep, plus it's just fun.
1: Culturally current topics right now, live happening right now, baby. What are people thinking? Just kind of like Twitter, too. Like that's what people are thinking, talking about whatever, you know, if Um, it's
0: still called Twitter. I mean, as of yeah, whatever
1: it's called. (laughs) But the the, the cool part about the social is whether you're browsing on your news feeds or you're just searching the feeds. You can kind of figure out what people are talking about via the trending stuff and some of the other stuff quickly and easily, just like you, you know, somewhat can on uh, doing a search search on Google. Um, yep. uh, you know, find out what's going on in an in industry, learn about the inf- information on branding or what's going on in AI. You can quickly kind of figure out some topics on AI. Um, if you're thinking about a good meal, my dude, what are you thinking? Chicken or steak?
0: Steak, definitely. Steak, laptop or a smartphone? Oh, it depends on for what. Um... I'm still if laptop, you have to get out I the remember. door right
1: now. If you have to get out the door right now.
0: Yeah. I mean, if I'm going off to work, I'm always bringing my laptop, but I, I guess I have to say phone just because I would never go without my phone. And I'm still going to do things on my phone while using a laptop. So use them together. I guess is the best way.
1: Yeah. The best is the combo, baby, the laptop and a smartphone, Spotify or Pandora. If you're thinking about music.
0: Spotify, I'm on that constantly. I
1: love that platform. So cool that you can just download a whole catalog of like a whole album. Remember the days like when you just not were not able to find an album? Or are you are you are you uh, a young buck and don't remember those days?
0: Oh, I do. I remember uh in college is when like Napster and stuff was really coming out. So uh right. I enjoyed a lot of file sharing and sometimes it was legit and sometimes not, but it was that really kicked in then. Yeah, what was it? Plops, uh, Napster, Blue Wire,
1: or Lime Wire. Live Wire. Lime Wire. Lime Wire. Lime Wire. Lime, Wire. Lime right. Wire. That was the other one, too.
0: That was great. Yeah. So Hell shit on there. That was a lot. I don't miss there. buying a CD and not listening to 90% of
1: it. <laughs> you can skip what you want, baby. Yes. Uh, movies or video games. If you're thinking about just exploring, having fun.
0: Um, I would say normally movies, but I uh, Zelda just came back out not long ago. Oh, nice! Way too much time on that. Yeah, so is
1: it on a on a, a newer? Um, it's still
0: on the Switch. It's on the, on the Nintendo. Switch. Okay, so yeah, nice. I remember uh, six six years ago, my son was born, and so we got the other kids uh, a Wii. Um, and the oh, Zelda came fun. out then. I was like, those "This is fun. for you guys," and I'm the only one that ever played it. And then now that it came out a couple months ago, I'm the only one that plays it.
1: <laughs> it's no it's because it's it's our youth, baby. Our youth is coming out. Nintendo knows how to get us. Nintendo knows how to get us. Uh, Absolutely. Reading books or listening to books?
0: Um, I think still reading books. I'm, I'm I you know it's usually reading on a digital platform now, but I'd still like to read more.
1: You like the physical fiz- uh, digital re- uh, book reading? like on, on a um a Kindle or something like that.
0: Uh, yeah, usually on my iPad. I mean, I think iPad. it's just because my commute got way shorter when I which uh, went from Chicago commuting into the city to like down in Champaign. My professor commutes much shorter. So now I don't listen as much to uh, to books. I more read them. Got you. I like that, my dude.
1: So your Commute shorter. That's good. You get to get home faster.
0: Hopefully. Oh, God, yes.
1: Stocks or real estate if you're thinking about investing?
0: You know, real estate is... Um, Stocks are fun to watch, but real estate, you got to admit, in the long game, is, uh, I think, more of a reliable winner. Um, That said, we have like, I bought, we bought our first house in 2009. So it was a matter of like, oh my God, is it always like this? Me so, too, bro. <laughs> I bought my first house in 2009 too, man. There we go. So it's hard to talk about that like it's stable. But anyway, I think I'd still take real estate if I had You can to always it. live in
1: it. You can always live in it. The hard That's part in I stocks think. is it's just hard to choose a stock. So I always suggest if you're first investing, choose something for the whole world, like VT, which is entire world. It's it's the entire world's growth. So that means you're betting on the whole world to grow over the, whole, over the rest of your life pretty simple you don't have to pick a stock don't have to pick a you know a symbol it's hard to really do be stock picking to be transparent it's, it, it can really it can end up painful um, Yeah. oceans or lakes if you're thinking about a vacation my guy because we all deserve vacations
0: you know i was just having this conversation i'll take lake any day i mean nice. i like um i like the ocean just fine but lakes just are really fun there's places i've gone with the kids in years past it's uh maybe it's because we go in warmer weather i don't know but uh tubing is always a good time oh yeah. um and yeah, usually, usually in lakes,
1: Jaws is usually not in lakes as well. No. So that's another <laughs> there good sign. You, <laughs> you might see a huge bass or you might feel some weird stuff, but Jaws is not coming for you in a lake. Most likely. Um uh when you're waking up for your morning, my dude, you're getting ready, pumped, energized, ready to go hit, hit the hit the branding world. Uh, why do you love being you?
0: Um, man, I, you know, I just, I love my family. I love my job. I've been working for work life balance for a long time and I feel like I hit it, you know, um, nice. and it took a combination of like living this half life of half agency owner consultant and half professor uh, but it gave me that right. balance I'm looking for. That's so that I awesome. can do things like uh dial it up during certain times of year and dial that down during other times of the year and my commute's never more than 15 minutes. So I like it. Dude,
1: that's everything right there. That's everything, yeah. baby. That's the dream, baby. I was my business is called Living the Dream Sports Card. We're living the dream, baby. Uh, <laughs> right on in it, baby. Uh do you have a skill you're trying to master right now?
0: Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. You were talking about AI earlier and it's just, it's such a big part of so many of our worlds, but right now I'm also rebooting my copywriting class and this came along at just the right time. So I I feel like it's necessary to master it. I'm not terribly original saying that, but as both a creative and a strategist, it's so valuable. Um, and uh I'd be an idiot for not trying to master it right now. Uh plus I've been the person who like for the past 15 years has told myself, I gotta learn how to code. So maybe the boats yeah. uh, ship sailed on that one. Now it's more about I gotta learn AI a little better.
1: You don't have to learn to code at all, baby. Just tell the AI <laughs> what you want and then it will code it for you. Uh yeah. And the other one that's cool too, as well as Chat is uh Dolly on open AI. Oh yeah. Dolly allows you to create images um with your um uh, like a Google search. And then the yeah. Image- created for you it's pretty cool, yeah, really cool. out there too yeah, yeah mid journey yeah that's another really there's it's it's slides ai is another really good one guys if you guys want to make a powerpoint presentation it'll take a it'll take an entire word document and make any kind of powerpoint presentation you want and you don't have to do anything it'll choose all yeah. the themes it's incredible i mean it's not going to replace everything you still need to go in there touch it up add it to it, edit it but it's think about all the time it takes you to you know click and copy and paste and you know what i mean so yeah
0: yeah. I love, for I love it from efficiency. I love it from efficiency. Ideas, yeah. Yeah. But also um, something to remember. So working with a lot of tech and financial companies, they have a lot of proprietary and, oh, absolutely. information. Also just learning about the ethics and privacy around AI. Absolutely. I, we have most of our clients actually don't allow their contents to just go through an AI filter because, um, or generator, because it goes out there into the public domain. So there's a lot yeah. of like, Hey, let's pause True. a minute, see the right way to do this. Not True. just from like get the best results, but also like long-term health.
1: Absolutely. Especially yeah. in these industries, especially like in the health and medical industries. Oh,
0: totally. Yeah. We've been in a finance industry. They would not allow that stuff. to. Just yeah, get the- exactly.
1: People's data, their uh, medical health records, you know, things like that that are are protected. Um, yeah. So, but it's all, but it's this is the world we live in, my guy, right? So it's it just is. so fast. It's fascinating. It is fascinating. Couple last questions for you. Is there an app or a favorite tool that you like using on a daily basis?
0: Uh, app or favorite tool? Um, man, I don't know. It's like we use so many of them. I know. Um, these days and I psych- also am trying to think of like software tool or there's also different strategist models for things. Um, Sometimes, you know, I'm still like using a, a piece of paper and a Sharpie and then I get my ideas onto my iPad and play yep. around with it and Procreate and then, you know, bring it into Keynote and make it part of a presentation. And then, you know, it's like it's hard to know where do you pick a tool. So I just love that we live in this universe where these things have gotten so much easier to just kind of like connect back and forth.
1: Right. They're all integrated.
0: Yeah, Yeah. you also don't need to spend a ton of money to get them. I mean, early days, you had to have a nice big agency with like top of the line uh, uh, machines to run these. Yeah, you can do it on anything.
1: Oh, absolutely, dude. Absolutely. And many industries, you you wouldn't be able to do any of this stuff that you can do right on your cell
0: phone. Yep. Yep. Right on your damn phone, man. It's insane. Yeah, that Uh, said, there's so much more quantity of stuff as a result. Right. It's our job to kind of parse through the crap and kind of get to the good stuff.
1: It's like music. There's a lot more artists right now, guys, than yeah. there ever were back in the day because everyone can make music. I even made music for a period of my life, and I've seen some of the videos. There we it. go, my guy. My whole, two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's a fun. It's a fun part, for instance, of my life. But the whole point in general is, everyone can make music. The whole right. world can make music now. Back in the back in the sixties and fifties. It was only so many people that could make music because the computers and systems and technology, you couldn't just go buy a $20 program on at Target, plug it into your laptop, go buy a $25, $30 mic, plug it in, and you're you got a recording studio.
0: You know what I mean? Like yep, and I uh, love that. Yeah,
1: it's incredible. And so same with the podcast. I'm using the same mic guys I've used since I started this podcast 13 uh, almost almost 13 years ago. 400 wow. something shows, same model. We upgraded the computers, but the whole point is it's, 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 it's bootstrapped. I remember many people, you guys should build a podcast studio. You guys should build. It doesn't matter about that. It's about recording it, putting it out there and
0: doing it again tomorrow. Backing doing it, it again, I think is the key. I know a lot of people that started podcasts at many different stages along the way and to be able, the ability to not record the first one, but the second one and the 10th one, that's impressive. So for you to go for that long is very impressive.
1: Let's go, my guy. We're in this thing. Uh, last question for you. If you could sit down for a steak dinner with
0: anyone in the world, who would you like to chop it up with today? Uh, living or dead or doesn't matter? It does not matter. All right. Well, you know what? I just saw Oppenheimer over the weekend, and it was amazing. And I would talk to that guy. That guy has Dude. seen some things and uh, knows things that, and sees things in a way that nobody else in the world did. So I'll do that for recency effect.
1: That would be great. I love that idea. Let's go. And then to learn about the business so we can plug it into the show notes too. Where can we talk about the business? If you guys are in tech and finance, need that push, need that help. Uh, you know, we have a lot of listeners in that industry. So what, where would we love to generate them and send them your way?
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm my listener, my audience is on Spotify and wherever your podcast is playing. Also, LinkedIn quite a bit. I mean, l- nerds like me who just go on LinkedIn for fun too. Uh, great place for that sort of a thing. So, and hey, you know your audience too. So uh, wherever they tend to find you most, plug us there, I guess.
1: BlueGreenbranding.com, guys. We'll put you guys in the show notes as well. Folks, you've been hanging out with Sahar, Marone, and Travis, too, Tall and Huff. We want to thank you again so much for your time today, guys. And let's keep being real. What's another epic? episode. And uh, if you enjoyed the episode today, can you please do me a favor and subscribe to our podcast, The Be real Show on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. And also take a little time today if you don't mind and give your boy T-Huff a review. I would really super appreciate it. And thank you so much for listening today. We're all going through a lot right now and real time outsource. My business is giving back to local and small businesses through our social media services and campaigns, we are actually helping small businesses get more exposure during these times. And also when we get through these times, at the end of the day, we don't know how long this is all going to last, but most importantly, you got to think about your business right now and take it seriously. So come check us out at realtimeoutsource.com realtimeoutsource.com. And we would love for you to qualify and get the process started where we can take a look at your business and see if we can qualify you for some of our services. Um, at uh, little to no cost for most of the businesses and, uh, and, and some businesses, you know, you're gonna have to pay, but that's just part of life. Right. But most importantly is that I think this is the time folks that you can actually help thrive in your business. And so I would love to help you personally with our team. We're all going through a tough time right now. So take advantage of us realtimeoutsource.com. Check us out and we would love to do some business with you and help you with your social and digital media. In 2020 and beyond.